0: Welcome back, Bearcats. This is going to be episode 8 of the McKendree Culture Podcast. This is your host, Cece. Joining me today as my co-host is going to be my roommate. Yeah, this is uh, Nico again.
1: Hi, this is Nico again. Yeah, um, good to be back. Excited for today's conversation.
0: Definitely. All right. Today we have a special guest on today. It's going to be my communications teacher. I'll let him introduce himself.
1: Hey,
2: um I'm... Dr. Rich Murphy, I've been teaching at McKendree for about seven years, teach classes in social media, public relations, and yeah, excited to be here.
0: So as well as being a teacher here, you also help run the McKendree Media, mm-hmm. which includes the review and the podcast, um, and then what classes specifically do you teach here?
2: Oh, I teach a bunch. Um, <laughs> so I don't know how much you know about communication as a as a major, but it's pretty broad. We run everywhere from political, interpersonal, public relations. We do all sorts of uh, things. And so we're only two people, me and Dr. Trask. And so um, so we try to cover a bunch. So my main courses are public relations. I teach the social media class, as I said. Um, next semester, I'm teaching a crisis and communication class. So that's my favorite. I love talking about, uh, I mean, if we get a chance to talk about what happened in Houston. I don't know if you guys made <laughs> attention, <laughs> but I'd love to... To chat about that as well, but um, but yeah, so that's that's my focus, um, is mostly public relations.
0: Got it. All right, well, we brought Dr. Murphy on today to discuss a little bit about, about social media. So, first, um, could you tell us how you got started in social media, or if there was a time where you realized, like, oh, this is becoming a thing, then I want to be a part of it, or how it just kind of all started for you?
2: Yeah, so I was, um, 2005 was when I started my master's program. That was right around when Facebook was starting to grow. Um, we had MySpace. That was the big one at the time, MySpace. Um, and then, of course, you could do blogs, but you had to, you had to have uh, some some knowledge, right? You need to know a little bit about um, – you need to know something about computer programming. Then, um, But, yeah, what, what actually got me interested, I was actually opposed to it. I really was. I thought it was narcissistic. I thought, <laughs> who wants to share all their – stuff online, like, I just, I, f- I felt really bad about it, um, and then I, so I taught a year, and my first year in mas- my master's program, and then we had a second group of students come in, uh, master students, and this was when Facebook sort of exploded, uh, mm-hmm. and they, ex- at that time, it was just college students, but, uh, uh, but the, a big group, almost everyone had a Facebook account, and one of the students, who was, he was going to be a teacher, so he's a GTA, <laughs> Um, his profile picture was him holding two big beers, like two <laughs> big pints of beer. Um, and, of course, the administration was really upset. They were, there was consideration. They were thinking about letting him go. Like, it, they were really upset. And I said, do we know that this is a bad thing? Like, are students upset about Like, does this yeah. really affect the credibility? And they said, no. I, well, they said, yes. And I'm like, well, how do we know? Like, we don't have yeah. any support, no research. No one's looked at this. And they said, well, you should look at it. And so... My colleague, Dr. Mazer, who's now at the University of Tennessee, we he said, "Let's do it." And so we did some some early work. It was really the first communication, or one of the first communication um, studies that looked at education and social media. Um, and what we found was that students wanted it; that they wanted stu- <laughs> they wanted their professors to. I don't know about the beer thing again. I we couldn't, <laughs> but they wanted to have professors on social media that was sharing, that were um, self-disclosing. They thought that that would be a yeah, essentially, that's what they wanted. Yeah. Um, I still was resistant. I still didn't have one. Um, actually, I used my email address to create a uh, an experimental profile, so I still didn't have my own. Um, but then I got my PhD program, and I said, "All right, I've got to, I've got to hop on." And so then I just started hopping on. And um, as you teach public relations, it's just you have to know it, right? You have yeah. to understand because that's where people were going. So, so yeah, that's my sort of foray into
0: how you got started. Social and... media. Yeah. Got it. All right. Well, where do you see social media taking us um, within? I'd say the next ten years. Do you? We were talking a lot about like um, how Steve Jobs coming out with like almost virtual Mark world Zuckerberg. or Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my bad. <laughs> and then we were also discussing like um, like mm-hmm. what what are those things called? What we are talking about?
1: Uh, yeah. Basically, the new implementation. how they want to move toward like the metaverse and just have mm-hmm. people like even more immersed into it um but one question i would have since you said like you've been working with facebook all the way back from like 2005 (laughs) when it first started true Mm -hmm. um what kind of transitions have you seen in kind of the organics of the business model to where i feel like early on it was very centered on um, connection between people and small networks of everyone that you knew Mm -hmm. and now it is almost becoming more like a clickbaity news feed very divisive Mm -hmm. very triggering um, is that something that you've realized over the course? Is that changed a lot from the early days? or?
2: Well, Joe, one of the things that happened when we published that study, we got lots of uh, – Joe in particular got a lot. He was a lead author, um, but I had uh, quite a few as well. But uh, uh, lots of people interviewing us saying, like, tell us, like, how is it changing? Mm-hmm. I was like, it's – in fact, our study is now irrelevant because yeah. at the time you had to have a college address. Mm-hmm. Because it was just for college students, oh, Mark Zuckerberg I said, didn't even know that. Like, yeah. Yes, you have to have a college address, um, uh, and uh, and then the other thing I th- and I thought this is where you're going. They, you said we were working with Facebook. They zero support. Uh-huh. They, we yeah. we sent them an email. We even said, "Hey, can we create some some fake profiles to run experiment?" And they said, "Absolutely not." <laughs> um, so they wouldn't help us. They wouldn't even help us in yeah. that end.
0: So then when. Facebook was first starting. Was there a lot of marketing like there is now on there? Or no. There was none of that. It was only your friends connecting and, right. yeah. yeah,
2: it was. And it wasn't even like the stream was something relatively like, new. Uh, yeah. it was mostly you would go to your friends. Um, I even have an activity that I uh, that I had to cut out this ex- example because like, we used to, you would go on their board, right? And so you'd go to their profile and you would post stuff, and that's how communicated and so and sometimes I get alerts like hey remember this uh <laughs> 10 years ago you posted this on like why did I post bored. that on someone's <laughs> wall right so that's what the models change right it was sort of like sort of individual like this is where you um this is this is where you can put out your your image or your stuff and now it's stream everything is about the the feed and so and that's economical right it's people Right now we have an algorithm that it's and it's really difficult to just see what people are posting. Um, I'm sure you guys have experiences now where I have friends, really close friends, and it was Veterans Day, and like this is the first time I've seen their post in, in probably four or five years. I'm like, oh, they're still alive, good. And I looked, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, they've been posting regularly. Why don't I see this stuff um, on their posts? And so that's something as well. The algorithm is just really sort of. Kept us from seeing what other people are. Yeah, definitely are yeah.
0: Like getting more and more skewed as they take it more to a marketing aspect. Tends to
1: focus definitely more on like viral things and yeah. news yeah. aspects and you know things yeah. of that nature. Uh, do you think that that switch in the business model, which I mean I would say early on Facebook, obviously blew up. You know mm-hmm. to see a business grow like that in three, four, five years, sure. is is insane. Um, do you think maybe one of the reasons Facebook Maybe doesn't have as much enthusiasm in the youth nowadays has to do with that or do you think maybe people just crave the nuance of something new and i don't know if you can go back to maybe seeing my space Slowly fade out and seeing the growth of Facebook. Now Facebook fading out with people under twenty, under thirty, and, um, and now the rise well. of TikTok. And
0: yeah, Instagram's fading as well.
1: Do you know. think it's a loss of that organic nature? Because I feel like that's one of the things that really brings people to TikTok. Is like anyone becomes viral, sure. whereas it's not as like structured, where yeah. it's just marketing and ads yeah. and just the famous people.
2: But I don't know. I I was I was talking to my students about TikTok. Um, TikTok's amazing at how well they know you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's scary. I mean, there's times where I'm like, I'll get on. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to look at a few videos for like five minutes. 20 minutes in, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then I try to get out, and you back out, and it's like, wait, here's another video. And you're like, oh, well, what's that? I'm like, no, got, i got to get out of it. So, yeah. so I don't know. I think that they've if in fact, I think it's almost worse, TikTok is. They've done a really good job of saying, here's all your data, and here's – all the, the stuff that we know about these videos. Um, and so they do that. Um, and so to answer your question, though, is like the reason why I think they're going away with it is just the people that are on it. Um, ultimately, when, when we look at our social media, who are, where are our friends at? Where's our mm-hmm. groups at? And so if you had a big group on Facebook, you would probably just go on there, right? Um, because I remember, you're right, when, when Facebook started fading, um, the things that I heard from the younger people were, well, it's too extra, right? There's too much stuff mm-hmm. on a, on your MySpace, right? The Facebook's simpler and easier. Um, now it's, well, now I want to see video, and now I don't want to see all the ads. <laughs> what you really don't want to see is <clears throat> my grandma's on Facebook. Yeah. I don't want to hang out on <laughs> the place where my grandma's at. So yeah. that's my opinion, and maybe it's some of the other stuff. Uh, but, boy, again, TikTok – <laughs> they collect so much information about it, so I no, really doubt it. TikTok that.
0: is crazy. They know, yeah. you know, what month I'm born, what breed of dog I have, right. like, random stuff that's, yeah. it, like, honestly kind of terrifying, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we're also talking, have you heard of NFTs? Yes. So we we're talking a lot about NFTs and how, you know, the idea is super... Well, I guess maybe you want to explain what NFTs are first for the listeners.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, it's a pretty... Big buzzword that's been going around. I mm-hmm. don't know if you could maybe do uh you know add on to what my understanding of it is, but basically it's a way to like tokenize uh digital assets in the in the digital world. So you might have a a GIF or a PDF or a picture, um, and you know anyone can have a copy of that picture, but there's a certain code behind the one that you might have. That is a way to authenticate it and know that it's one of an, a few original ones. And basically, you can take this and show this off in some in your gallery. That's maybe on your website, or if you have an avatar, maybe you can have an outfit that's an NFT or and different things like this. And basically, the way I've interpreted this in more of like an economic and social aspect is it's kind of like the privatization and like capitalization of the digital space. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think like what do you think? Do you think that is detrimental? Do you think they're just taking another way to make money off people? Or do you think this is actually a new emerging market that is exciting that is going to allow for economic growth and opportunities rather than just exploitation from people like Mark Zuckerberg or whoever yeah. else is running this?
2: Yeah, that, that, well one that's I think that's a good explanation of NFTs. I was worried you're like Explain it. I'm like boy. I, it's I don't have an economics uh, degree and so I'll be careful. No, but I see so much potential, um, but I see the fear as well, right? And so the potential is, imagine you're a starving artist, Mm -hmm. right? And you put together a a song. Um, Right now, if you do that, only one person's really going to make money, and that's the recording company that takes it, right? And then they can sell to Spotify. Your chances of making money are probably not very very good. Um, Imagine if you have – if you turn that into an NFT, right? And then you can buy – one one hundredth of my song. Mm-hmm. Now you own it, um, and you can sell. I mean, there's some pride in that, yeah. and, and I can make money. And if that song blows up, then you've made money, right? And so you sure. believing in that artist. To me, I love. Like I just every time I hear, especially musicians talk about it, mm-hmm. I can, literally I'm getting goosebumps now. <laughs> right? The idea that like if I see a musician, I'm like I love them. They're I gonna be buy. big. I can invest in them, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be much. I don't have to have like billions of dollars to to say, all right, I'm going to produce your song. I need mean, to say, here's however m- 100 bucks, And that, if it if they blow up the way you think it is, then that 100 bucks can be worth a lot more if you decide to sell it. Yeah. Um, and so in some ways, I get excited about it. The other part, though, and I think where you were leading <laughs> yeah, to, Yeah, we haven't right, really talked about that
0: part of it. That part's interesting yeah. to hear as well. We more talked about, yeah, the other side of it. Yeah. So you can go keep going, yeah. though.
2: Yeah, the other side of it is that, that who's, so for example, who's going to, control the code mm-hmm. right and it's, if, if it's just facebook who owns all the nfts and mm-hmm. they make you know a percentage of whatever you make from it then yeah yeah then the rich get richer um yeah. but, but much like any innovation uh, and this is where i this is where i really i feel like my research and my interest is is just mm-hmm. how innovations are accepted and a lot of times mm-hmm. they people reject them because they're like well this is bad and then some people over accept them they're like this is going to save the world yeah. and yeah, NFTs right. are so every, everyone I hear they're so far either on one end or the other like, and I think there's probably going to be a lot of good stuff um, but I do worry about the, yeah, the, the who, who gets to control the code who creates the code and then um, yeah, we're seeing for example with the uh, Bitcoin it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really not example. <laughs> the, the, you know there's, there's some issues surrounding that as well yeah, um, I think that
1: is a good perspective I haven't thought about. The fact that the NFTs can really take the middleman out of it, which, yeah. you know, pre-digital era, you need a publisher, you need mm-hmm. a record label, you need an art manager, you need all these art dealers. You need these people to really get you through the door. Right. Whereas now we see people with I mean, we see artists blowing up on TikTok and just the the spread of viral video, the spread of information on these social media sites and just mm-hmm. on the internet definitely created a whole new world so i i would think nfts kind of make sense at this point Mm -hmm. if they're applied in the way when which you're describing which i think would be the best way to use them
0: yeah i think it could definitely be overly abused to a certain extent but i don't know and
1: and we
2: need to approach it with ethics yeah and Mm -hmm. we we didn't do that when social media first came out first when social media came out it's like hey we can share some stuff and i think it was um i think the adults the boomers I'm picking on (laughs) boomers, but I think they were like, "Oh, that's cute. Look what the kids are doing." Mm -hmm. Um, Not thinking about the future and like, "Oh my gosh, like, what if if Russians get on here here and start creating fake content and influencing elections?" No one would have. No one was talking about that when I was when I was sharing my, you know, my pictures on, on MySpace. I wasn't thinking, wow, someone could steal my identity and do all this stuff. So.
1: Yeah, that actually leads me to another point that I wanted to ask you about, which was, um, so I guess in the past couple of years, big events that I've seen occur on social medias, and the ones that come to mind are like Facebook and Twitter, but I think Twitter was the one, the first one to do it, but was um, they had banned Donald Trump mm-hmm. on their platform, and I think mm-hmm. other platforms followed then since... Um, Other figures as well have been banned off the platform and one argument that I've heard made is okay Like you said early in the days. It was kind of like look what the kids are doing. This is a private company Mm -hmm. They can do whatever they want now It's to the point where more people are getting their information off Twitter than are getting their information off CNN more Mm -hmm. people are getting it than they are from newspapers and uh, I would almost see it as like Something that the public it should be seen as a public service and it Mm -hmm. it should be seen as a freedom of information and and freedom of speech So just kind of going to that aspect of censorship on social media platforms What is your opinion on them having that much control on something that has that much influence over so many people?
2: Yes, (laughs) I Really don't know the answer to that. I think it's a good question Um, and here's why I struggle with it because Mm -hmm. We'll just you you brought up Trump, so we'll use him in his example, mm-hmm. right? I mean, his his whole platform was don't trust the media. Yeah. And so it's a wonderful platform because guess what? if he does something bad, well remember, I told you don't trust the media yeah. right. And so it's a wonderful platform because you can't lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and And I think the same thing with Twitter, right? We're like, all right, ban him. And all that did was reinforce his followers. Yeah. right. It's just like, oh, more evidence that that no one's listening, right? Whereas sometimes I'm like, if you just look, and sorry if I'm, I'll be a little biased here, but if you just look at his posts, you can kind of roll your eyes and be mm. like, it's just another, another post. Yeah. So, um, um. So yeah. So I, sometimes the censorship actually does more damage than than the actual like just letting it go. Yeah. And, and also, also I feel like
1: for me personally, it's more almost like, do I trust Twitter? Not that I am in support of Donald Trump being on Twitter or not, but do I trust <laughs> Twitter and Jack Dorsey to be the arbiters of truth? Right. Do I trust them to be in control of the information that is able to reach me or not when it is the biggest platform in the way that most people do get their information? Yeah. And,
2: and again, who's to like, <laughs> science, for example, right? I mean, this the, the, the COVID vaccines, right? I mean, mm. this is we've known this for a year or forever. Mm. Right? Science is imperfect so when you can't say like no it's the covid anyone that says something bad about the vaccine gets a little now like oh pay attention to what's yeah. there and you're like well which one's true right and so again it's not helping in, in public opinion now legal i think they have to right like you yeah. post something that's that's going to cause damage um and that's that's not what i study i don't study yeah. legal i don't study like what should we actually mm-hmm. do but i study public opinion and i know that Censorship often has an opposite effect. Whenever you take away someone's voice, it makes their voice powerful. It's yeah. a weird paradox. But whenever you say you can't talk, everyone goes, wait, why can't he talk? Right? And then they're like, well, what is he saying? Yeah. Um, so as soon as he got banned, people are like, well, where is he going to put his messages? And everyone's mm-hmm. now looking for, for his voice. It makes him more powerful. Um, so, yeah, that's where I work. But, again, you can't go unregulated. Mm. You can't just let anyone post because, again, fake profiles – Let's spread out. Let's make it look like something's a bigger issue than it really is. So I wish I had the answer. <laughs> if I did, um, sadly, I probably wouldn't be working here. Right? I'd be uh, in Washington fixing everything. But uh, yeah, so, so so, smarter people than me need to fix that.
1: Uh, you go back to saying, uh, like you said, oh, if you look at Trump's feed, you know, it's a lot of things you could roll your eyes at, mm-hmm. and um, that goes to one of my other points that I wanted to bring up which is, uh, we look at the algorithm and we look at the way social media has progressed and it's pretty obvious through accounts of the social media companies themselves and anyone anecdotally that's on one of these websites, but they're very hyper-focused on engagement mm-hmm. um, and a lot of times that drives it to emphasize material that triggers someone on like a fight or flight response, which is maybe like fear or anxiety. And these are the things that ma- people make people look at this longer um and there are often states in which we're not at our best when we're scared and when we're angry and upset um, so do you think that uh, maybe what what is something that social media's companies could do better and also uh, what is your opinion on how bad has it gotten do you think that they're per- doing this on purpose uh, is it really detrimental divisive as i would think that it is
2: yeah it is i mean, I totally agree with an algorithm to to build on it even more i mean they, mm-hmm. they they know this, right? And they're yeah. like, yeah, this is negative. We're going to give it more clout. It's going to give it more power. Um, and that's sad. I mean, yeah. you think about it, right? Like that's because – and then we add that to, I think, humans over the last 30, 40, I don't know, 50 years, um, we've seen more and more people want to be famous for – like just to be famous. Yeah. Like <laughs> not to be good at what they do, but just to be famous. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you're one of those folks – and, yeah, I'm not judging – Lots of people, right? American Idol, mm-hmm. you guys remember when that show came out? Yeah. Lots of people, did. they didn't care if they were bad singers. They just wanted to be on TV, right? And now it's like, I don't care if I have good content. I just want to get a bunch of followers. Mm-hmm. I just want to be an influencer. Um, and so what's what's in it? For, where, where's their motivation to say, let me provide something that maybe you guys are going to be bored with, but it's something that you need to know? Mm-hmm. There's no market for that, right? <laughs> I mean, if there was, then... Uh, then you know, college would be way more popular, and, and <laughs> students wouldn't skip class. And you know, like they would go to these things because they know it's important. Um, and so, yeah, so uh, I, I went a long way around your question, right? But I think it's human nature, yeah. right, that we're attracted to the scary stuff, the fear stuff, and, and that's the reason why um, they know this. And we've seen lots of documentaries. Um, and I don't know if you can, if you want to put those in your show notes or not. Lots of movies. That sort of highlighted exactly they know this and so they're they're building on it
1: so do you think as it's just gotten larger um, the algorithm hasn't really just been able to control what is going viral because like one one thing that I think about is early on I feel like a lot of these social media sites seem to have almost like a honeymoon phase mm-hmm. where it is idyllic it is communal it is mm-hmm. small it is the connection that people are looking for on the sites um, I think of like Facebook with colleges. I think of mm-hmm. um, Twitter with like the Arab Spring, you know, mm-hmm. being very influential mm-hmm. in that. Um, do you think that these social media sites have now almost lost their magic? And do you see them fading out uh, with something else replacing them soon? Because, like you said, I do think there's a big void in that space where mm-hmm. people want that magic that originally brought these sites to fruition. Right. Um, and I, growing up, I always heard, you know, social media is. Don't last more than eight years or whatever. That was the, mm-hmm. the tale, and now we see, you know, there's three main names that look like they're never they're too big to fail. So, right. do you yeah. think they will fade out or?
2: No, I don't. I don't think Facebook will. I think Mark Zuckerberg is. Say what you want about him, he, mm-hmm. he gets it. Yeah. We're talking yeah. earlier about the metaverse, right? And mm-hmm. I think there's. He's just. He's on it until we make it economically not beneficial mm-hmm. to go negative until we say, like, no, like, fix the algorithm so mm-hmm. it doesn't do that. Uh, but when we do that, then the popularity of it will, will diminish, right, and people won't uh, want to go there. Um, it's much like in negative political advertising. Right? Mm-hmm. We say every, every time I talk, I lived in uh, northeast Nebraska, so we were right on the Iowa border. Yeah. And so primary time – like you couldn't, there was not a commercial that wasn't political.
1: So you think, oh, sorry to interrupt, but <coughs> what I'm getting from that, you think that it's not that um, the, cause I would I would right. think that people are craving this right. and that no one's meeting the need, but you're arguing, at least from my interpretation, that people don't even want the, the magical, like friendly communal right. experience that underneath everything they actually crave the you know angry interaction or the uh, dramatic interaction is that okay. is that what you're saying that well, human nature tends to strive towards that even I though i think so
2: yeah that's where i was going I, I said i think people say that they don't want mm-hmm. it right and much like they'll say oh like the looky lose when you drive by a crash yeah. or the people i don't want negative advertising and yet they remember the the, <laughs> yeah. they, the bad accidents. They do, And so it's sort of we're fighting against human nature. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't think we can win that. I, again, I, could, I would love to be proven wrong. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to my students about this. I said, what if we did have a social media that was positive, that, that just reversed? They said, screw it. We're reversing the algorithm. Mm-hmm. People that share happy things, people that share like pictures of kids and puppies uh, will move to the top. People that share... Um, Hateful or or angry or fearful stuff, we'll move to the bottom. Um, I'm biased if if they're educational, right? If they have this sort of very um, intellectual appeal, let's move that to the top. Um, I would love to see that. I don't know if anyone would get on there. (laughs) LinkedIn is the closest thing we have to it, and um, I don't see anyone excited to to hop on LinkedIn, for example. So.
0: So... Um, you brought up like the, what happened in Houston, um, mm. at the Travis Scott concert yeah. up and you said that you like, or that you're going to teach a class that's about communication in, mm-hmm. um, what, what is Crisis? Crisis? And crisis? And crisis. Yeah. And so. In conflict as well. In yeah. conflict mm-hmm. and crisis. So, I mean, first condolences to everyone's lives that were lost sure. there because super unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think just by simple communication techniques, there could have been something different that was done? Or, I mm-hmm. mean, I'm sure you watched his apology video. Sure. I, I'm sure you could give us your own mm-hmm. communication take on that as well.
2: Yeah. yeah well, the, so the first question, do I think something could have been – I mean, always, right? Yeah. And yeah. you'll just ask. They'll come out, and they'll say, here's what we did wrong. It's, it happens in every – Hindsight's
1: 2020. 20, Absolutely.
2: Right. I mean – But I'll tell you, my students were talking about it today, and I said – wow, this sounds a lot like Woodstock in 99. i like, yeah, lots of people pushing the walls in. Security said, screw it, we're done. Like, I'm not going to risk my life for minimum wage. Mm-hmm. I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, and, and so, and then people got angry. The musicians sort of fanned the flames. They didn't realize they were doing it. They were just building their brand. Yeah. Um, so so I'm like, this wasn't new to me. Oh, yeah. um, this stuff has happened. Um, the difference is social media and how it's covered. Um, yeah. There wasn't like we had flip phones in, in '99, <laughs> right? And so I don't think anyone was. Uh, the people had to hold big cameras, right? So we didn't capture all the stuff that was happening. Um, but there were bad things happening. I think the difference here is that, uh, like, we can almost chronologically follow the entire night. Yeah. Um, here's what happened at the beginning. Here's you know when the walls started caving in. Here's when people started crying. Here's when the first person died. Right. And we can record that which is scary, but it's exciting too, right? So now we can actually look back and say, here's specifically what we can do to fix it. Um, so yeah, I think that, and then the apology, apology over social media. This is <laughs> this is a new one too. And I think we're going to, I'm going to have to do a little more research on this. Um, I will tell you what I'm hearing. And again, my students talked about it a little bit and it's, it's repetitive. Some people said, It wasn't good he needed to think about it he needed to have like a craft well crafted message um he didn't seem prepared right other people said no that's what i appreciated Mm -hmm. that um, and that's what i actually i watched and i said yeah this guy i bet you he couldn't sleep he's freaking out flips up his phone and and records this this apology so it seems sincere to me um so some people loved it some people said no it needs to be more prepared and if he would have been more prepared people would have said it's over prepared and it wasn't real. And so and so in that way maybe it isn't. I question if it's I don't think I don't understand why people are blaming him for the issue. It's it's weird. Um yeah. because like this is concerts, like why not the people
0: well that I were mean,
2: storming I mean, the place. Why I don't know if not? you know
0: much about his type of culture or anything, but mm-hmm. he promotes a very like Like, he had a concert, and he told everyone, nobody's partying in their seats tonight, everyone come to general admission, like, F Mm -hmm. the security, I don't care about the limit on the floor, everyone get down here, and let's mosh together, Mm -hmm. type of thing. Just completely, he's been arrested, like, four or five times for the same thing, and now this time it led to lives being lost because of it. So, I mean, I feel sympathy for him, but at the same time, he's promoting this culture of let's mosh, and party, and rage, and try to get to the front and stuff that's honestly very unsafe and putting unsafe numbers into an area and stuff. So I think that's why I would argue the other part of, I can see why people are blaming him and stuff because over time and time again, he's promoted this culture, promoted people, you know, being crazy and almost too much at his uh, shows, telling people to jump off of balconies and stuff at Mm -hmm. his shows. So Mm -hmm. that's, I think that's why a lot of people are blaming him. And then on top of it, a lot of people are claiming he should have been seeing cop lights or something, which I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've been on a stage before, never that big, and it is hard to look out into the crowd and see stuff. Sure. So I don't know about that yeah. part of it.
2: No, I agree with you, and, and and that's a really good point. And just to counter that, I grew up in the 90s, so I had gangster rap. Yeah. You're telling me that they weren't doing similar things, mm-hmm. uh, grunge music, um, I was telling students in the... I believe it was the '90s, but uh, Guns N' Roses was playing in St. Louis. I don't know if you guys remember the story, but uh, Axel Rose, the lead singer for Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. he left, um, left the stage because he was upset. I can't remember the specifics, but the people, the people rushed the stage. There was a riot on stage because he left. And so I said, you know, we can assume make it, Let's all right. Let's say he stops the concert and says, no, we got to fix this. Who's to say <laughs> these people are riled up already? Yeah. Who's to say they're, they're not, not going to come get after worse? After him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so again, it's easy, and as as you said, <laughs> hindsight's gonna be twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're gonna say like, here's something that we really could have done. I think yeah. probably the ultimate answer is we needed more security. Mm-hmm. We're struggling right now with employment. I'm sure they had the same problem McDonald's happened. How do we pay someone <laughs> yeah. the minimal minimal amount to do this really important job?
0: Yeah, I I was saying though maybe there should be a universal way or something to mm-hmm. get help or a button yeah. or a stand or i don't know on wristbands or someone you text and the number will go through mm-hmm. I, I don't know some way because there was even a video released of a girl who got made it all the way to the front and standing on top of the railing mm-hmm. telling the cameraman we need help people are actually mm-hmm. like, dying and the cameraman's just kind of get off you know i'm doing mm-hmm. my job like so mm-hmm. maybe there should be some type of word or some type of i, I don't know yeah. what needs to be set in place but something to overall bring like if something's really happening here's what you can do about it
1: yeah but to that point and i think he was kind of alluding to this earlier i feel like that would be more on the responsibility of the uh festival organizers Mm -hmm. and the people in charge of logistics and hiring like travis scott isn't interviewing the security guard he's not deciding how much he's getting paid um so one question of that so was the reception to this incident online surprising to you um, I feel like it was viscerally pretty negative towards mm-hmm. the artist, mm-hmm. um, where it's not something he purposely did. And mm-hmm. it's probably also one of the most viral events I've seen in a while. Like yeah. I've seen school shootings not get as much coverage as I've seen this right, get. So right, yeah. what what was seeing that spread like to you on yeah. social media?
2: Well, again, it didn't surprise me mm-hmm. <laughs> at all because the algorithm, right? Yeah. We know that this stuff is going to pop up, and then people are clicking on it. And if you have a strong opinion, guess what? That gets moved up to the top. So so yeah that part doesn't surprise me um, and, and we can talk if you want to talk about the, the cancel culture right? mm-hmm. I know it's sort of cliche yeah, now we can talk but, about that yeah. uh, but but boy it just again I think we're looking for someone to blame and it's I hate to I, I find myself I just I'm not that old but I find myself <laughs> like this isn't new right this yeah. has happened um, it's dangerous to go out in public especially in these big festivals people get sick and again I'm not and I'm with you I, I feel bad and I hope that this doesn't come across as insensitive, and I'm not just saying, "Well, it's life," but mm-hmm. uh, uh, but because yes, something needs to be done. But mm-hmm. uh, but but I get you're right, and I think this is where I think this is where you're going right. That they, it sort of brought it up to a, a level that everyone's paying attention, and we're saying, "Wait, how do we fix this?" Yeah. Um, and, and so again, it's the the trending, and that's what makes this really interesting. Um, Who is the? I should have came more prepared. The uh, the young girl that was murdered. Um, there was big social media coverage. Oh, uh, boyfriend Lane, ran away. Yeah,
0: yeah. What, what's her name? Her oh, no I know who you're exactly, talking yeah. about.
2: I'm sorry. I should have, <laughs> I should have researched <laughs> I that a little bit more. Like Brian something. Yeah. But again, yeah.
1: lots of lots of Brad women get cat Yes, that that's Kidnapped. that is also another interesting. Brian thing. Laundry yeah.
0: and Gabby Petito. That's Gabby the Petito. Yeah, yeah. Gabby yeah.
1: no, that's an interesting one because, like you said. People get kidnapped every day. People right. get murdered every and it, day. Yeah, okay. And this, and she's not. she wasn't famous before this right. or anything. And to see that blow up kind of just shows the randomness of well, these Well, I think the reason times. why is
0: because there's so much video proof to mm-hmm. make a timeline for her as well. And time and time again, a lot of the cases, even from like uh, true crime that blow up, are the ones that have the most information or the least information. Mm-hmm. It's the ones that have a, where you can make a complete timeline or the ones where... You only know they were here at five and murdered at nine. And um, I think it's really interesting because people like to know, like, you know, she was just doing this, this, this and this. So it can only be one of these two options or something really random. Um, But ones where there's not as much information. I feel like a lot of people are less interested because, you know, it's you're kind of you kind of uh, you know you know what happened according Mm -hmm. to the timeline and that's what makes it so interesting is that you can kind of choose one side or not like he either did it or he didn't and everyone Mm -hmm. was on one side or the other so i think that's one of the reasons this case was so big Mm -hmm. is because it was like either he did it or he didn't and and it's i I
1: think it's also a good example of social media i mean obviously sadly she she was found dead and everything but i think it's a good uh a demonstration of the power social media can have mm-hmm. and the, the drive really it can stir up in the in the masses to do something like right. everyone was looking for this girl right. and you know we've we've seen it used in other great causes before as well mm-hmm. um and so that kind of makes me question you were saying earlier how you think that social media is kind of like cursed almost in mm-hmm. a sense because of human nature yeah. but um to me that seems almost like a grim perspective because <laughs> i don't think it's going anywhere and i don't right. think we're leaving screens anytime soon yeah. um, and so as kids are growing up with screens and screen time is more prevalent kids are getting social medias by the time they're mm-hmm. a lot younger than like you said your fir- first time you had facebook was you were doing research on it in college mm-hmm. i had it when i was 13 <laughs> and i'm sure mm-hmm. kids younger than me are getting it even younger or you know yeah. TikTok and whatnot even younger um, so moving forward as this progression, do you almost see it as like, oh, there's no way back. This is kind of mm-hmm. like a, a something we're going to have to deal with now. It's kind of cursed. It, it, it tends to focus on the bad parts of our human nature. Or, mm-hmm. or if you were trying to be an optimist, where would your direction be as in maybe it being highlighting the good parts of it that have been useful in, in past
2: This is is a wonderful question. I'm glad you asked this because Mm -hmm. you're right. I think as I'm talking, I'm like, yeah, I hate social media. And sometimes I do. Here's where I, here's my optimism. Every time I talk to students about being addicted to their phones, Mm -hmm. I talk about the problems. For example, um, on college campuses, the interaction is is lower than it used Mm -hmm. to be, right? It used to be, for example, my COM 100 class, the first day was awkward. By about this time, you come in, you know, I come in at uh, at 11 o'clock. Everyone's talking and everyone gets to know. But now I come in at 11 o'clock and people are still on their phones. Yeah. But when I talk to people about it, there's they're like, yep, yeah, I want to get off of it. Like, I yeah. don't want this. And, and what I'm seeing in students is, yep, I'm, it's important. It's there. But I don't want to do this anymore. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm really – I'm wondering if there's a point where people are going to be like much like junk food, right? Like yeah. it's always yeah. going to be there. But healthy people are going to say, I need to do something. I need to, to get myself out um, I read this book over the summer, Digital Minimalism. Oh, um, such a good, it, it helped me a lot mm-hmm. uh, because what I found when I'm bored, I get my phone out, I sit around and I flip through it. And he's like, his argument is, why do that, right? Like there's so many things we do, mm-hmm. cut it out. And I was like, well, my friends are there. Uh, and his argument is, well, you your friends are still there, call them, <laughs> yeah. right? Or you know, go visit them or write them a letter. Um, it's going to mean so much more to them um, if you do this. And I think, like, you're right. If we start monitoring how much we use it, start thinking about what are the, like, is this really helping me mm-hmm. or am I just doing this because my friends are doing it, right? Yeah. Am I on TikTok because I'm really enjoying it or because I feel like I need to? And once we start realizing, I think maybe TikTok's power is going to be its its demise, right? Mm-hmm. Like, people are going to realize, everyone I talked to had the same reaction uh, that you did, Cece, that... Yeah, it's really bad. Right? And so, <laughs> yeah. And so the next step is. But yeah, at least they're aware of it. They're awa- yeah, they're aware yeah. of it, and so hopefully, we have some programs to say, "Let's get off of it," and it's okay. You're going to survive. Yeah, if
0: you're I, I agree. I think that we're going to get to a certain point where social media is more just a tool mm-hmm. instead of like what everyone does when they're bored. I mean, I hope we'll reach that point. Honestly, um, I think that it's still always going to be prevalent, and there's always going to be you know the people right. that are on it all the time and. There's always going to be something new, but I think that our generation is leaning towards getting off of it more and more, the more people I talk to.
1: Yeah, and I think another thing, I would say our generation is almost, it's almost like the guinea pig generation of technology <laughs> yeah. when you really? think about it. I mean, uh, like you said, the first iPhone didn't come out to lot I- Personally, I was in third or fourth grade. Mm -hmm. I wasn't growing up with iPads and whatnot. Um, The internet was invented. You know, my dad was alive. Mm -hmm. So we're really this first generation. And so I think (laughs) it is interesting that you mention it like that because from your perspective, it's almost like, it's almost like, oh, yeah, that was like cigarettes back in the day. Really? You know, everyone's using it all the time, no problem. And then we start to become aware of the implications of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So who knows, maybe 30 years from now, people will be, are you insane? Three hours of screen time for your toddler? What right. are you doing? Right. You know. Whereas now, it, the iPad's the babysitter. Right. Um, right. So I think that is one direction that I see it taking where people are almost like, oh, it's bad for you. You know, we should limit it. Mm-hmm. But um, And I understand that perspective. But I see it and maybe almost fear it as I see the other direction, Mm -hmm. whereas like the metaverse Metaverse direction direction. where it's like instead (laughs) of, you know, uh, weaning off of it, let's make it better than reality. (laughs) So, yeah, that's that's uh, what's one fear I definitely have, especially after I saw the Facebook completely rebranding to Mm -hmm. that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's super scary to think about.
2: I'm I'm excited about it too, though, right? Mm. I mean, that's the that's the other thing. <laughs> again, I feel like I'm so negative, but, <laughs> but there's so many cool things that you can do, right? Yeah. I mean, imagine, um, right? Imagine like planting like an imaginary <laughs> tree in a classroom, and then and then <laughs> having people like come in and, and like take care of this tree that's that's not real, but it but p- it builds community. And so, so again, much like the NFTs, much like social media in general, there's so much potential. Uh, the fear, the thing is, is that it, it always seems like the fear stuff trumps. Um, uh, but again, and, and th- maybe this is where I need to move to, right? It's, it's bad for us, but there's also a lot of good stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we make relationships. We make connections on there. And, and I think the metaverse is one of those as well, right? There's so much that we can, uh, that you can do, but we have to approach it with ethics. If we don't yeah. approach this, con- this concept with ethics, then the bad guys can take over and yeah. they, can, they can manipulate and they can find a way to make money with this. Um, and again, I I need to watch this. My students have been talking about, it, so he must have released a video. And I I, I apologize, I haven't watched. Um, oh, you all haven't the details, watched it yet. But I but I mean, I've I've been following it. I've been knowing mm-hmm. it long enough. I know Minecraft did some mm-hmm. some stuff. Of course, the Pokemon games, right? And yeah. so so we're already starting to get there. Um, and I know Google Glasses. I don't, do you guys mm-hmm. remember that? You guys probably in. Yeah, we have the elementary Google,
1: school, the Google right. Glass, one of the versions of Google Glass in the computer science department. Oh, do we like, really?
2: Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I thought I was like, wow, this is a an interesting idea, right? <laughs> that we can kind of go around we have the and, augmented reality aspect. Yeah. So, so I think there's, I, I, I don't know. I think there's some good stuff to it, um, but nothing is perfectly good, right? That's the. Mm. If we want to get too philosophical, anything that's good for us is also bad <laughs> yeah. for us in some way. So. Um, so i'm not afraid of it um, and i'm excited to see the techno. i think it's going to be cool mm-hmm. um, yeah i don't know
1: <laughs> uh, one other question i wanted to ask you and this is more about communication specifically but um what was it like seeing the transition between like the spread of information pre-social media to mm-hmm. after in terms of just like the velocity of spread and the animate anonymity Mm-hmm. Uh, of who's able to produce that kind of information because thinking back like in the 60s, 70s there's you know, 10 cable channels mm-hmm. Channel 2 you got a third of the nation watching it now you have shows like Joe Rogan who get 10 times the numbers that CNN have mm-hmm. or a viral tweet getting 10 times engagement from the local news so mm-hmm. what, what, what do you think that creates in terms of uh, people trusting sources people being able to spread misinformation mm-hmm. and the implications of that
2: yeah, um, I'm sorry, C. <laughs> I don't think I can hear you. I you know you're struggling. I appreciate you coffin. sticking it out. But um, no, the so you're talking about the spread of news and how people like yeah, and the like access to information.
1: I mean, information. I mean anyone in the scale, world, though. anyone in the world, can access pretty much all the information yeah. in the world. So yeah, with well, Louis, it's a game changer.
2: I think Louis C.K. Maybe not a perfect person to <laughs> cite, but I, I think he says like the 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 coolest technology is wasted on the worst (laughs) generation, right? Because we have access to all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And yet, boy, I'll tell you, when I say, hey, research and go find support, people are like, what? (laughs) I feel like the the desire to go and find information, like if it's not just sort of given to us, like spread. And so we have access to so much information, we've gotten kind of lazy, right? Mm -hmm. We just sort of trust, if it comes across Twitter, that it's true, right? And that this is happening. So that's the thing that I worry about the most. I feel like when I first started teaching, I never had to explain finding sources, right? Yeah. You just go out and you find a source and then you cite it. Yeah, you and know, if it's published, it. it's probably reputable, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and we had tests, right? Like, here's mm-hmm. how you know if it's a good source. And, uh, and now that idea, like, they, I feel like students are struggling with that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I think we have so much access to stuff. And it's free, by the mm-hmm. way. That's the other thing that, they, you know, cable was really expensive, when I was a kid, I didn't have cable. I had, I had two channels. Yeah. So my, pa- my family didn't make enough money to be able to afford cable until I was a little bit older. Uh, and so we were really limited. Uh, and that, so I think maybe we valued it a little bit more. <laughs> so when I got to watch the news, I got excited. When I, <laughs> uh, I remember getting excited to watch uh, the late night with uh, Johnny Carson was when I was mm-hmm. a kid, right? But then Jay Leno, right? We got excited to be able to watch those things. And now, like, if we get a chance, <laughs> we'll, we'll watch it. <laughs> Um, so that's where I think I'm, I'm worried. And then the speed of it. That's the big thing. In crisis, we talk about it's usually, you know, in the past, for, when the Titanic went down, right? I mean, we didn't know about it. Sometimes the information would come out weeks or months later. That would never happen now, right? The yeah. Titanic happens. We're bored with it within a week, right? <laughs> we're like, yeah. All right moving on to the next tragedy. Um, and so that, I think it's, it's interesting. Uh, we, so we have more information. We can find out more information about it. But our attention span is just done. Like, we don't care. Like, it's, it's alright. too much. In fact, right, this biggest story, probably in social media, is that young lady's name, and I, I again, yeah, I, Petito, I, and you, you just mentioned remember. it, and I forgot it already. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't know, like, moving on, right? Yeah. so, um, how long will it be before we, we forget the thing that happened in Houston, right? How yeah. long do, before we we move that. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I, the attention span, like we just have so much easily di- distracted. Yeah,
1: it definitely does. Um, and then also going back to the whole uh, communication on in crisis that mm-hmm. you said you're going to teach a class on and it's one of the topics you're most interested. Um, a recent crisis that we had that I think definitely had a major communication issue was the whole COVID pandemic, mm-hmm. a lot of, of misinformation yeah. and everything. So I think what, is, from your perspective what could have been done better from the point of view of public officials maybe from the point of view of scientists um, from the white house and even public figures in terms of communicating the covid pandemic because i think yeah. a lot of people drop the ball in a lot of places and it's really led to a lot of unnecessary lost lives
2: yeah and and one of the things i always teach i said crisis like it's it, I I am very careful not to judge people on there during the crisis. Mm-hmm. You're emotional. Of you're ti- a lot of people are tired. Right? They, they they didn't know what to expect. Remember, there was a shooting in Las Vegas. Um, someone shot from like a the a rooftop. Wind- yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how would how would the hotels think that? Like, you have to have a dark mind to think yeah. that someone's gonna break out the window yeah. and shoot yeah. a, at a concert. Like, who would think that? If you thought that, I would worry about you, not mm-hmm. the person. Yeah. Right. Now we have to worry about that, and so I think the same with COVID. I think medical professionals are like, well, why would they not trust me? Like mm-hmm. I've been, like, I'm credentialed. Yeah. I've done all these things. Um, I don't think they were prepared for the you know, intellectualism, the the, yeah. um, the negative, you know, the way that we can just here's a science uh, experiment, right? Here's yeah. here's what we know, and they're like, no, nope, that's not true. I, I don't know how you prepare for so that. So, w-
1: um, so would you? So you're kind of blaming almost the general public for not trusting them i'm, I'm not um,
2: blaming them uh, but i'm saying that was sort that's where the i think th- there was sort of a trend right yeah. and, and again the social media picks up on those mm-hmm. it's like all right well here's some negative stuff and here's here's where it's interesting though a lot of times so let's say and I'm, I'm gonna use something different than covid mm-hmm. right let's say um i i like The toilet paper roll, Yeah, right? You guys like random stuff, right? So how do you put the toilet paper on the roll, Mm -hmm. right? The obviously right answer is it goes over the top, (laughs) right? There's like two people out of 300 that like to do it the other way. I do it under. You do it under, right? (laughs) So you're the one out of 200. But guess what? Your voice sounds exactly the same as my voice, even though my voice represents the – the masses right mm-hmm. and in social media right if you vo- both of our voices are out there and we see them we think that it's like a 50/50 discussion and so people yeah. are taking sides right do I take your side or take my side even though my side you, most people would agree with me right there's that perception that <laughs> okay well this is this is a side that I can take either or on um, and again I don't know that we were prepared to make that argument now if I could mm-hmm. go back I would say yep we have to make this argument we have to explain, how viruses work we have to explain how vaccines work Uh, we need to do all of that stuff before we try to launch the vaccine
1: so beforehand so like hindsight you think there should have been more transparency is what you're saying but at the time you probably would have approached it the same way not foreseeing the issues that came with it
2: if i would have went if i could go back in time and go to the um to the medical professors and say look we have to convince people are gonna question the value of vaccines yeah they're they're gonna look at me like I'm stupid <laughs> yeah. they're gonna say no, like people understand vaccines I would say no um, um, or even mask or for masks. or like, masks yeah. Yeah. and you know um, and so I think that's that's the issue. The other thing is I, I think sometimes, you ever meet someone and they seem kind of wishy washy on something mm. and therefore you're like, well, I don't trust their opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I think
1: that's kind of what happened. <coughs> right. Yeah. And it's and yeah. that's
2: the problem, right? We're like, well, I think this is it. And we're like, well, I don't trust you now. Yeah. I'm like, well and and again, the logic part of me says, I want that person, right? I want someone mm. that's thinking critically, that's yeah, able it to be to, 100%. sides." size. Yeah. Right. That confident cock you know, that cocky attitude <laughs> to me is like, right, you're way too confident about this. I'm worried about this. Um, but that's not again. That's not how humans work. We yeah. trust the people that speak confidently, and so I think that was another issue. That well,
0: I guess today's episode's at. model will be hindsight's twenty twenty. Sure, <laughs> always. Yeah.
2: So, well,
1: you, well, just one. So, you think? Because um, I'm just trying to get at like, what do you think they could have done better? So, like sure. now that like you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Do you think there was a lack of? almost trust in the public because i think one of the things i've heard at least from a lot of people that are hesitant to believe you know the that mm-hmm. that aspect of it is almost that there was there wasn't a lot of transparency there was almost an air of arrogance as mm-hmm. in like i know better you should trust me i'm the scientist right. yeah and oh, and, and so yeah. asking as a, you know your communications <coughs> professor it's like are there tactics do you think that that they may kind of messed up on maybe right. and what they could have done differently yeah
2: I, th- I think you're absolutely i mean you hit it on, <laughs> on the yeah. head right this uh, and um, sometimes I run into that, right? Like, yeah. I'm a professor, and a student challenges me. I'm like, wait.
0: Yeah, they're just pushing like, the credibility. Dare you do that to <laughs> yeah. me? I'm
2: a, I have a PhD. You have a high school graduate, right? Yeah. Like, um, and I do think I, I'm hesitant to call it arrogance. I don't know. that. I think it's just sort of like I've, I've been following the rules. Mm-hmm. They change the rules on them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they're like, well, wait a minute. I thought that I was the expert. Why is this dude on Twitter that you know, that's really, yeah. <laughs> really good at Photoshop or really good at video editing, why is he more credible than me now? Mm. Uh, and so I don't think that they were, were ready for that. Okay. Um, and so I don't know. I, I think, uh, again, 2020, how do we go back and, and convince people that that would be an issue? Um, I, I think it's really difficult. That's why I'm, not, I'm cautious to judge. I hate to use the word blame. Yeah. Um, I talk, that's my first day. I said, when we talk <laughs> about crisis, we're not blaming anyone. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. things happen. Mm-hmm. And, and what can we do to fix it? How do we do it better? Um, now, that's a good question. <laughs> How do we do it better? Because I don't think we've really hit the – I don't think we've figured it out yet. I still think yeah. we're struggling. I mean,
0: I think in our generation agreeing. that credibility only speaks so much. I mean, I know mm-hmm. my parents and stuff, like they see a scientist or see someone, you know, a credential mm-hmm. say something, and immediately they're like, oh, okay, well, they're, they're a scientist. And I'm like, well, what they're saying there, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. Mm-hmm. And I think credibility to our generation only speaks so much in terms of volume. Because we can do our, so much research on our own, and with a simple, you know, search on Google, we can find yeah. out as much as we want to know. So I think mm-hmm. the possibilities are really endless for like a generation like ours to be able to question. And I think we have to find other ways than credibility to show mm-hmm. our generation that, you know what what's being said is like needs to be taken uh, more serious. Mm-hmm. I guess you know.
2: Yeah. If I get, and I, I know we're. Getting close yeah, to the getting end. Close, yeah. so so I, I, I'd oh, like we would to, love to with have this. you on again, sure. so you know. But I think, I, I think that the key term is not credibility anymore, it's authenticity. Yeah, people, yeah. Tr- I want to trust, I want to trust that this is really you. I want to trust that that what you're saying is is genuine and authentic. Yeah, I don't care what your credentials are, I don't care what this like. I want to feel, and that's why some folks shined during the COVID. That's yeah, why some people you look at and you're like, that person gets it. Not because they were credentialed, not because they have a PhD, but because they just came across your empathy. Mm -hmm. I think, um, sort of genuineness. There's all kinds of other factors. Um, That's my next project, by the way. I'm looking (laughs) at how do we how do we assess authenticity online
1: yeah and that's where i think i would personally say that they went wrong in terms of the Mm -hmm. administration and just leadership Uh, i think they were really working with the old model of things Mm -hmm. the pre-internet model we hadn't had a massive crisis in that sense but you know back in the day like we said there's only three news stations there's only two big newspapers, whatever it may be, if you get these three people to all say the same message, there's no one else's voice being heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now in the new model, in the new age, where everyone's voice, like you said, is being heard equally, there has to be a deeper layer. You can't take that authoritarian like perspective where like this is the word, this is what this is what's going to be. Mm-hmm. I think now it needs to be approached with more empathy and more transparency and more understanding because I think people are very much turned off by that whole I'm. I'm a scientist. Yeah. I'm right. right. You have to listen to me. Kind <laughs> of. Trust uh, me. I'm a
2: doctor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Murphy, for coming on today. Um, yeah. we would love to have you on again sometime. Yeah. And Nico, thank yeah, you. For really being enjoyed a great that. Hope. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, no thank problem. you for being great co-host today. And we'll see you next week. Bearcats. Have a good week.